You are listening to From the Midwest to the Middle East, the latest on U.S. tax, Israeli economy, and lots of in-between. Interviewing Israeli and international experts. Chicago, Chicago. Welcome to our podcast. I am Philip Stein, president of Philip Stein & Associates. I will show you Hi, I'm very happy today to have uh, a, a new guest, a guest that I know quite well. Uh, to talk about a very interesting topic and a specific project that he's involved in. Today, my guest is Yigal Tzemach. Uh, Yigal has represented Bergruen Holdings in Israel since January 2006. He participates in creating a long-term diversified private equity and real estate portfolio in Israel, in addition to serving as a director of Bergruen Residential Limited. Yigal is a graduate of Tel Aviv University, and has a Master's of Law at Corporate Law from NYU. He is now in the process of getting an MBA from Harvard Business School, and Mr. Tzemach, or Yigal, is a member of the Israel and New York Bar Association. So, Yigal, with that introduction, I think now everyone knows about your background, but uh, welcome. Hi, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, and uh, I'll be happy to answer any question that you may have. Okay, one of the main reasons uh, that we're having you is because of, you know you're you're appearing in the press with regard to your current company and the project of Mayor on Rothschild, but let me first ask you because so many of my guests come from the high tech world. Uh, I see at one point you you got into high tech. How did you make the transition back to real estate? Like everything in life, it was pure coincidence. After serving uh, at Rich Effects, I moved to the investment side. Uh, by working with uh, OREC, and OREC is a private equity uh, company, a big one. I was working there, and uh, we had the major real estate uh, building that has not been uh, utilized properly, and I just uh, decided uh, to work on it, and uh, since then, uh, the rest of my career focused on real estate, mainly in development and income-producing properties. So it was just sheer coincidence that I uh, switched to something else that uh, there was a need of uh, someone to take care of. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's how things usually happen to most of us in life, and uh, it sounds like you, you, you ended up in the right place. Recently, Yigal, we, we've seen uh, your name in the papers due to your involvement with the mayor on the Rothschild project. Uh, many, some of us have also been able to, to see the ballet that was done uh, on the platform, the building platform. Can you tell us something about that building? Sure. The mayor on Rothschild is... Uh is an initiative that Nicholas Bergruen, who is a billionaire from the States, and I initiated back in 2006. We wanted to build something which will be different, and we wanted to stretch the envelope of quality and, uh, and architecture here in Israel in order to differentiate our projects from other projects that were in the pipeline. We were lucky to secure the services of Richard Meyer, a well-known and a Pritzker Award winner from uh, New York to design the tower, which is located at the heart of Rothschild Boulevard. A very big plot of land was uh, available. We were able back then to secure it, and Richard designed uh, a magnificent tower that has won, back in 2011, uh, an award for being the best project built in, uh, in Israel uh, for, for that year. 
And on top, and on top of that, just recently, about two months ago, uh, the uh, Forbes magazine elected the ten uh, leading towers in the world, and we were nominated or we were elected as one of the top ten uh, towers in the world. So we were very happy that uh, we were chosen, and uh, things are going well. Just one word about the tower. The four, our business plan related to the tower was quite simple. We wanted to do the best project, meaning the best location, with the best architect, and using the best quality in order to get to the best people. And uh, luckily, this simple business plan proven to be a good one, and we have sold about 75% of the tower to date. So we're very excited about this project, which is going to be ready in about a year. Okay, so in, in light of this, as you say, the article in Forbes, which I, which I saw, uh, and, and that you've received this international recognition, has, has this ever happened before with regard to an Israeli real estate project? No, it's the first time that uh, an Israeli project be becomes uh, uh, recognized by the international media. Okay, that, that, that's a great uh, feather in your hat, uh, and it shows what, what quality you're doing, and, and, and you're certainly getting the word out. But in terms of getting the word out, uh, I understand this is a 37-story building. Uh, there's going to be a, a penthouse, a $50 million penthouse. Um, it's it's going to be the tallest building in Israel, and that's most unusual since it's not going to be a office building. Uh, obviously, there's a special group of buyers that can participate in such a project. How, how do you get the word out to those people? Well, this is this is a unique project. This is the biggest residential building in Israel and the tallest. And uh, the way we are reaching out is mainly uh, word of mouth. We don't buy or do we don't buy any media whatsoever. And uh, mainly those who have uh, unique interest or special interest in architecture, they read about the project and they call us. And that's the, the main and probably the only way we are uh, getting the word out. We do have an event uh, about once a year or something like it. And uh, people who are interested in unique quality location or, or, archi or architecture usually call somebody in Israel and this person tells them about our projects and probably others. Uh, but most of them eventually come to our uh, offices and get uh, the relevant information. What kind of feedback did you get from the article in Forbes? We received uh, very good responses. We didn't even uh, pitch the Forbes. They just called us. They, they heard about the project. Everybody know Richard Meyer. And they thought that uh, discussing or that our project is interesting enough for them to get uh, more information about it. And luckily, we were chosen among the top 10 towers. Well, obviously, from what you've told me up until now, what, what I've read about it, this is a what we call a groundbreaking project. But do you see it as a groundbreaking project as a standalone, or do you think we'll see more projects like this in the future in Israel? I believe that this is the beginning of a trend. There is a, we're talking about a niche real estate uh, project because uh, the request for uh, such high-end uh, 
project is, uh, is less than 1% of the overall uh, request for uh, or demand for uh, real estate in Israel. Just as a general, there is, about, there is a demand of 30,000 units in Israel, new units, from which 1% is the high end, and from which the towers or the high towers is about 10% from that. So about 50 units are sold every year on the towers, but it's a very lucrative market. So I expect in the future additional uh, high-end towers to be built uh, for that specific international uh, buyers. Okay, that's uh, good. certainly good news for the local market and, and contractors and, and all the people that supply services. With regard to that question, many years ago, many years ago, before the famous, the well-known Mamila project was uh, was built in Yerushalayim, uh, I had some work with the Akarov group, and at that time, the group was with regard to a uh, architectural firm that was brought in from San Francisco. They they were doing all the interior design of of that hotel. Uh, do you find, and this is probably uh, 15 years ago, that today you still need to import help, know-how to do a project like this in Israel, or do we have enough local talent to, to, to get the whole thing going? Definitely the, the talent within Israel is improving, and there is a very high know-how uh, level in Israel. Having said that, Israel is a small country and a young country. It's very hard to compare the the amount of talent which is uh, in the U.S., in the U.K., or uh, in other places in Europe to what we have here in Israel. There is no uh, Pritzker Award winners in Israel on the architecture side, and there is a lot of experience uh, which was gathered uh, in other high-end architecture firms that here in Israel we just cannot compare. The size of the architect offices in the U.S. is about 10 or to 20 times bigger than what we have here. And they have experience with high towers and with uh, other unique uh, buildings that uh, no other architect in Israel have uh, practiced. So I believe that bringing talent from the, from the world is very good for Israel because we are raising the, the bar. When we have a new project made by somebody like Philip Stark, Richard Meyer, I.M. Pei, or other architects were just increasing the level of quality here in Israel, and I believe that we, this is a phenomenon that we will see from it more and more. More projects will be using international talent in order to diversify and increase the quality of uh, such projects. Okay, it's also uh, very good news. Your project will spur like many, you know, actually in the high-tech world we've seen that, that uh, some of the early companies just spurned a lot of, created a lot of experience and, and raised the, 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 the name recognition of Israel to today uh, companies and people want to come here to do projects. So I think that seems to be your leading the way with real estate. Uh, with regard to the project, uh, Mayor and Rothschild, will, will, do you see people actually living there full-time or is, or is this going to be a vacation property for, mo for most of the buyers? Uh, the allocation between Israelis and the international buyers is about 50-50. So all the Israelis will live there. Some of the international Jewish people who decided to buy 
at the Myron Rothschild. We'll be using it as a, as a vacation home, but some are thinking of making Aliyah. So uh, I believe that uh, the larger part of the tower will be used uh, full-time, while there will be about 20 to 25% of the tower that will be used only part-time. I see. Okay. So is that, is that pretty standard for high-end projects in Israel? or? I would say that uh, it's, very, it, it's a wide phenomena. It's a common phenomena that part of the tower is used by international business people who are not using their uh, apartments full-time. But it's usually uh, like uh, a minority percentage. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have a major effect on the way the building is run or operated. When, when do you anticipate uh, your first uh, tenants or owners, rather, moving in? Well, that's a good, very good question. Here in Israel, things have their pace. Right. And we, we thought about uh, uh, having the first tenant in the first quarter of 2014, but realistically we believe that in less than a year, meaning the second quarter of 2014, this is when we're going to get uh, our first tenant to move in. Okay. Well, that's uh, that'll that'll be sooner than you really think. Time moves fast, and uh, here is a small window. So we wish you luck on your timetable. Let me take a step back again because of your involvement in in Israeli real estate and particularly in Tel Aviv. How do you explain the increase in value of real estate in Tel Aviv since what I call the crash of two thousand eight? Well, there are a few factors. The fact there is a very limited amount of supply in the good parts of Tel Aviv. There are, there are not many new projects in the center of Tel Aviv. Uh, the economy is doing well, and there is a very low interest rate. The unemployment rate is uh, low as well. So if you take the macro factors regarding low unemployment, low interest rate, and uh, uh, not very attractive investment um, opportunities. A lot of people bought real estate in Tel Aviv as an investment uh, vehicle, and they were just parking their money there. That's one of the reasons for the demand. The second reason is for people who wanted to live in the center of town, where all the action is, where all the culture is, and where all the businesses. So instead of living in... Uh, or Savion, they moved in to the city in order to avoid the commute issue. Uh, the third thing is uh, the international community, people who live overseas in London, uh, Paris, Rome, or New York, when they, move, when they come to Tel Aviv and if they can afford it, they would live at the best place and the best location. All of these four reasons and not a lot of new projects were developed in the center of Tel Aviv because there is no uh, open, there is no land available. So there is a very little demand, very little supply, and demand that is generated by four different uh, uh, avenues, four different uh, classes of people want to buy in Tel Aviv. So that's the reason for the increase in uh, in the demand, and as a result the increase in the price of the real estate in Tel Aviv. All right, so it sounds like, it sounds like your, your timing was very good in terms of uh, wh- when to get this project up and going, that beside the project itself, uh, those real estate trends with, in Tel Aviv are, are good for a project like yours. 
Definitely. Luck is a very important part in business. And uh, I'm very happy that luck stood uh, with us uh, on this project. But if we're talking about Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv is very much like Manhattan. Even in low times, the prices do not collapse in, uh, in the center of, of, of the major cities. Prime location real estate tends to keep its price. It's true in Israel, in Manhattan, in, in, in London, in the good parts, in Paris. And in, in bad times, the price is being reduced just a little. But in good times, the price go high uh, quite dramatically. So I don't anticipate, uh, even now when the prices went up for uh, many years, I don't see uh, a price reduction at the prime location areas in uh, Tel Aviv. Okay. If someone, one of my listeners wants to know more about your your the project, Mayor on Rothschild or Meyer on Rothschild, how, how would they get in touch with you? The best thing is uh, to get in touch with uh, our office, which is in Azrieli, or to look at the website, which is www.meier.co.il, where you can get all the information about uh, our project. And uh, I'll be delighted to be, of, to be uh, of assistance to anyone who ha- wants to know more about our project. All right. Well, Yigal, I, I thank you for taking the time today, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing about that first tenant or buyer moving in sometime next summer. And uh, we wish you great success with this project and uh, any future projects you'll be involved with. Philip, thank you very much. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Feel free to visit us at www.peacestein.com or look for Philip Stein Associates on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Goodbye.